0: To episode sixty-eight of bear Bearcast. I'm Mo from France, and to my west, broadcasting live from the Met Offices Extra HQ. Is Doctor the questions? How you do, Doc? What the fuck's going on? Well, it's quiet in here.
1: It?
0: Oh, um, it's the only place in, in, in England that
2: it's quiet at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's it's another one of these facilities that 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 you could keep keep sending me to. Uh, this one, at least, hasn't still got the shrink wrap on the seats.
0: Right, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> but, I mean, a, a, a one, a, apart from the, the one guy having a sort of modest uh, putty mal um, in his chair at the corner, um, and probably trying to strangle himself with his own headphone cord. Sure. <laughs> um, there's, 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 there's no particular sign of life. It looks... it It has the air of somewhere that was inhabited in a rush. Uh, There's there's some styrofoam cups knocked over, Um, there's some like uh, pre-prepared sandwiches with the shrink wrap torn off, but most of them have still got one sandwich inside. So it looks like it was occupied in a hurry and deserted in a hurry. It's very mysterious. I'm glad he's having a petit mal and not a petit mort, Doc, because that that could be very uncomfortable for you. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) he, 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 He was sort of... He was screaming and ejaculating earlier, but. <laughs> those, weather, those weather
0: forecasters, mate, that's what they're like, isn't it, man. I, t- I tell you what, it's empty, doc. It's because they're all out on the fucking street, standing next to oak trees, <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking kind of windblasted.
2: Um, yeah, so I mean, I. I, um, I oh, God. Um, I permit myself bad jokes at the expense of the southeast. Um, do you remember the, the, the legendary storm quite a long time ago when. Um, in the aftermath, it was discovered there was a town in, in, in Kent that should now be called One Oak.
0: That's right. Yeah, that was seven oaks, wasn't it? Seven Oaks lost six of its oaks, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Man, that'd be yeah, a real shame. And in fact, they, they, during this storm, this is Storm Eunice, of course. You know, this this episode won't be um won't be dropping for about three or four weeks, I don't think. Um so yeah, so you know, at, at the moment we we've borne the brunt of something called Storm Dudley. Then Storm Eunice, and now there's Storm Franklin bearing down on us. It's it, 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 it's been, it's it has been terribly exciting, actually. Doc, I do like a good fucking storm. I, I, I know it causes damage and destruction, and even like death and injury, but there is something really really exciting about it. I was at home on Friday. I wasn't working on Friday, and that was when Storm Storm Eunice kind of struck, and it was it was so surreal, just kind of looking out the window. At the chaos that was going on outside, you know, fen- the, the 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 opposite neighbour's fence came crashing down. Wheelie bins literally floating down the street like a fucking floating Dalek. It was absolutely brilliant.
2: Well, uh, I um, I don't wish to be contradictory because I mean I, I I know you're probably like forty five or fifty miles away from me, mm. but. Here on this side of the West Midlands, mm. um, it was a bit blowy. Oh, was it really? No, no, is it,
0: it's Quite extreme here, but but you know, Warwickshire is quite you know it's a it's a windy place, isn't it? Because it's flat
2: as fuck, isn't it? You know. Um, well, you're you're on the edge of eastern England, and there's there's like there isn't a hill between you and the North Sea now, is that? Exactly, man. You know, so, so that wind comes blasting in off the North Sea. Uh, you know, most of the power's
0: taken. You know, some of the power's taken out of it, but he, but it's still got a bit of ferocity by the top by the time it reaches us here. It was it was tremendously exciting. Took the dog for a walk. <laughs> he looked absolutely baffled the whole time. <laughs> baffled. <laughs> well that.
2: So here's a question. Um, out of all of the time you you spent in um, in Southeast Asia, did, did did you run up against a, a, a proper good tropical storm ever? Um, no, I was in
0: Cambodia, kind of at the tail end of the, the rainy season. So no, not, not so much like a full on storm, just like real kind of just constant drizzle. It was all very depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, I went to a place called Batambong, lovely little, lovely little uh, city, I suppose. Um, and that and that was interesting because like, the whole of the the whole of the centre of the city was flooded. And just people just can't just get on with it, basically. You know, you just like wading through it. So, you know, the, the, the lucky ones had little canoes and stuff. Um, I just got on with their fucking lives. Mate. It was great. Doc, we're kind of pressed for time tonight, dear listener, as well. Sure. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a truncated episode. The reason we press for time, it's my fault. Don't blame the doc. Don't blame the doc. Don't you fucking dare blame the doc. Blame me. <laughs> um, it's it's, it's work related. I, I was up at R5 this morning. I'm back up at four o'clock tomorrow morning. Time is the enemy, Doc. Time is the enemy. Um, so we're going to drop all the shenanigans at the start, apart from one section which we cannot ever miss, which is what have we been listening to? Doc, what have you been listening to?
2: Um, I get pseudo-medical Terms or pseudo biological terms in my head occasionally. And whenever I do, I have an irresistible urge to find out whether there is a band or at least a song named after that expression. And there was a particularly gruesome news report on, I believe, on a Wednesday evening several weeks ago. Um, and it mentioned uh, and, and and the contents of its stomach, which had been partially digested. Right. Partially digested. I wonder if there's a band called Partially Digested. So I looked it up, and there isn't, sadly. But there's a song called Partially Digested right. by a called Casket Grinder. So I felt the need to listen to it, and it's wonderful. Here we so go. I've been listening to lots of Casket Grinder.
0: Here we go, Doc. Partially digested by Casket Grinder. Is what the doc in his fucking madness has been listening to. Here we go. <laughs> That's great.
2: Isn't it just like proper fun death grind in ye old way?
0: Oh man, I tell, I, I, you know that guitar sound. It's it 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 has got that kind of rolling kind of chainsaw feel that you get from the likes of Dismember, for example, or Entombed, I suppose. You know that like, that kind of yeah. death and roll kind of shit. You know, absolutely Definitely. fucking brilliant, Doc. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about them? Absolutely nothing. Um, Here we go. Do you want to learn? They
2: have a song with a brilliant name. Do
0: you want to learn a bit? Yes, please. Shall I educate you? Here we go. Um, They're from Colombia, brilliantly. Um, A place called Medellin in Antioquia, apparently. Um, uh, Our favourite game, Lyrical Themes. What do we think? We've got three. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Cannibalism.
0: No. (laughs) No. Um, No. They have a song called Partially Digested. The Lyrical Themes are not
2: My God um uh, social disorder no i'm going to give you one more guess um corruption
0: no it's my it's my three my my three personal favorites it's death suffering and chaos <laughs> 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 not <laughs> darkness no darkness no, no. <laughs> um so they've been, they've been active since 2010 uh and they're still going um they've only put out one full length. A, the, the, a demo in 2013, a split in 2016, an EP in 2016, and then a full length in 2020, which was called Fall Into Dementia. Doc, I'm gonna give you another 20 seconds, because that's fucking awesome. Here we go. <laughs> Doug, that's absolutely sense. What a fine that is, Doc. That's fucking brilliant. Good man. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's on the list, man. Um I'll be listening to, well, I'll tell you what I've been listening to, Doc. It's the progenitors. Of power
2: metal, and you know who they are, don't you? Uh, not, not, not Iron Maiden. No. Um, um, um. Progenitors of power metal. Uh, yeah. You're gonna have to help me out. It's it's Ultravox. <laughs> um, sure, it's... Sorry, I was, I was right, right, you, I'm slow off the mark there. That's you you right, explained Doc. this to me before. I, I do apologise. That's all right. Very yeah. slow off the mark there. That's all right, and I've I've discovered another
0: another clear track that definitely definitely influenced power metal. Do you want to hear it?
2: Yes, please.
0: It's called it's Ultravox. It's called Love's
2: Great Adventure. Here we go. Oh, oh, you know it, doc. Yeah, I, I I remember this being in the. I was convinced this was solo mid-year, not Ultravox. No, this is Ultravox. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Mm-hmm. Here we go.
0: can't you hear that lead line being played by Hammerfall with a galloping kind of maiden rhythm underneath it, you know, and, and, and what's the name? Whack him something. I think the name from Hammerfall is, he kind of, you know, his pipes kind of bellowing over the top of it. That is
2: power metal as fuck doc. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't disagree with him even for one second. Uh, it, it's, it's a bit of a discovery of yours yeah. that is. That, that, is this acknowledged anywhere? Not no. no, that, no I've searched,
0: Doc. No, no, I've searched. I can see. I, I can see. I, I found nowhere that makes any. Strangely, Doc, I found, I found nowhere that makes any connection between Ultravox and European power metal. As weird as that sounds, it's
2: it's both not weird and weird to me because. Yeah. Um, in 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 the postmodern era, um, where people are more likely to confess to influences that they don't have than deny influences that they do, sure. Um, I mean, it was always obvious to me, um, for instance, but it was still a shock when um, old blokey from Cabaret Voltaire just like was doing an interview one day and came straight out and said he was influenced by incidental music from Doctor Who. Great, right. th- yeah. I mean, there was never any doubt in my mind. Mm. It stuck out a mile to me, but I mean, I, I, it's funny, isn't it, that the very second something gets some hipster credentials,
0: mm.
2: everyone's crying out to confess to the fact that they're influenced to it, uh, sure. influenced by it. Yeah, yeah. Very, um, yeah, so very it, interesting. Um, in the future, if such a thing could ever happen and Ultravox get hipster credentials again, um Andrew Collins, um, who I know you have an admiration for. Oh, you.
0: great journalist, yeah. I love, 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 love um, Andrew
2: Collins, yeah. Andrew Collins has has a sort of um, an idiom for this. Um, and what he always says is uh, when, when someone's laying claim to an influence that they've never laid claim to before, is it so-and-so, 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 uh, stated that they'd, always been, uh, uh, that they'd always had a dance influence in their music. Yeah. And um, this comes from a band called the Soup Dragons, who oh, yeah. were um who were a a, 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 a no mark indie pop band who, you know who are all right mm-hmm. and they have some fans and then when the happy mondays thing broke um they did a record that unsurprisingly sounded exactly like the happy mondays then uh, and they did an interview and they said oh there's always been a dance influence to our music even though they very fucking clearly hadn't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, what was their big song doc soup dragons It's a cover of a Rolling Stones song called I Am Free. so Fucking tokenistic, it's borderline racist because it, it, it's, it's got some uh, like um Jamaican rap. uh, what's that? Um, what's it? What's, 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 what's Jamaican hip hop music called? Oh, oh, patois kind of style, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but there's, there's there's a specific um ragamuffin, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, it's 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 got like every single tokenistic look how hip we are note they could hit in that song. Um, they bent over backwards too. And then the, um, the guy did, did, did an interview with a completely straight face. There's there's always been a dance influence in our music. Right. Even <laughs> they very fucking clearly hadn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because their two previous albums were still available. Musicians can be very, very silly creatures
0: sometimes. Don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is true. Duck, time's against us. Let's move on. Uh, don't forget, guys, you can contact us um, via Twitter, um, at Bearcast or um, email at <laughs> Welcome to part two of the show. Um, here we're just going to play the track, aren't we? Of course, that's what we do. That's what we do every week um, to absolutely with tedious monotony doc that's what we do um (laughs) uh, (laughs) today's track is title track time which is always exciting isn't it um so yeah the track is called divine intervention from the album divine intervention quite a a long track here doc so let's see how we get on here we go slowed things down and this seems to be almost becoming traditional doesn't it really that the title track is the slow one because this has been a fastest fuck album so far hmm. um and, and and suddenly you know we're hitting title track time the pace is dropped it's not as melodic as the last two title tracks have been um but it, it, it seems to be like a conscious effort in some way
2: yeah um i felt moved to say after that that opening section um on the third attempt, Slayer discover how to do drones properly.
0: Yeah, well, they did lovely drone, lovely drones going on at the start of that, aren't they? It's, it's great. Yeah, it's really, really good.
2: Um, um, one of my favourite drone chords, I, 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 I think I can um, I can detect being used in there. The usual one um, is basically the the A major shape, um, but without the bar, mm-hmm. um, and, you, and, and you so. Um you've effectively got your four fingers somewhere on the A string, mm-hmm. um, and then your third and fourth fingers on the D and G string two frets yeah. mm-hmm. up. Um, and then you play and, and then you play the E open. Yeah. What they are doing here, um, it's um it's a chord shape where you, you take that shape, you reverse it, um, and you leave the A open instead of the oh, yeah. E. Mm-hmm. So you have the droning string in the middle of the chord shape, yeah, um, and it, it, it's 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 just beautiful. I love it every time I hear it. We have already talked
0: about the fact that they, they're using lots of treble on the guitar sound, and if if what you're saying is correct, um, that that explains why that why that drone does sound so effective because by by using the drone kind of on the, on the higher string, yeah, higher than the E, that just cuts through even more, doesn't it?
2: Um, yeah, uh, so. Um, for, for non-musicians listening, um, the, the, when we're talking about the, the open string, it's the one that you're not pressing down on at all. So that string always makes its, its, its natural tone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then you, you you slide your fingers, you slide the chord shape up and down the neck of the guitar. And typically you would do this and you'd, you'd leave the E, the fatter string, open. So you've got the constant in, along with whatever else you're playing. If you leave the A string open in the middle of the chord shape, you get the. A really, um, a really beautiful drone
0: technique that I've deployed a couple of times um, is you just it's just two strings, and so you play open A, and then you yeah. and then you can put your finger anywhere on the D string base, and it can kind of slide up and down. And anywhere anywhere you put your finger, it just works as a drone. It's fucking it's brilliant. It doesn't work as well when it's E to A, but A to D just sounds gorgeous, man.
1: Um,
2: yeah, I, I can understand why it wouldn't work, because, I mean, you're, you're right down in the basses. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it said, and I don't agree, although I find it hard to understand why, that if you want to drone off the E, you should leave that to the bass player.
0: Uh, yeah, fair, yeah I suppose that's yeah, fair comment I suppose Because you,
2: you, you, you're well down in the bass's range there mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and you know the bass player's got a D string of his uh, uh, the bass player's got um, can easily get three octaves of the E mm-hmm. so um, anyway the thing about drones is I could listen to them all day and I could also talk about them all day so let's not do that
0: here we go let's move on So weird that 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 I mean, obviously, the, 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 the first part of the first part of that bit we've just heard is your classic Slayer kind of evil melody with massive power chords behind it, like doomy power chords. Like, that's fucking awesome! Mm-hmm. But but then there's the, the strip away all the distortion, and it, it it sounds to me, even even without thinking about the lyrical content here. It just sounds like somebody going
2: fucking mad to me, Doc. Maybe because I am mad already. Why is that? Do you think? What? What? Is is? Is it the combination? If it's anything, it's the pitch they're playing, in. it's it's a. You can probably tell me like what key they're actually playing in. No, I can't do the keys, thing. Doc. No,
0: no, no I not No, I can't do that.
2: I, I tell you what, it's a funny key that Slayer don't use very often. Yeah, and. Um, but it's, a, it's major. Well, I think it's think think I think it's a
0: major key, isn't it? Think, maybe that's maybe that's why it sounds so fucking weird.
2: Yeah. Because
0: suddenly they've gone yeah, into, like right. a, into some like major scale.
2: Yeah. Um, and uh, I think because the rest of it is so doomy, um, yeah. I think what makes it sound so depressing, because the melody is in major, um, It's it should be hopeful. But because mm. the rest of it is so doomy, you, you, you can't help, but the, the only thing you can take away from it is false hope, isn't it? I got, in my head, you've kind of got
0: like like, like a drug-laced image of somebody kind of spiralling down in some kind of vortex as they descend into madness,
2: basically. Very, uh, very Jacob's ladder.
1: Every day, Jacob Singer goes to work. What's wrong? Uh, it's one of those days. And every day, he wonders what is happening to him. Maybe it's the pressure, Jake. They're like... Demons just, they weren't human. What were they, Jake? We look at your hand. You have a very strange lines. See, according to this, you're already dead.
0: Something's wrong, Jake. Jacob's Ladder, you got it. Yeah, Jacob's Ladder altered state.
1: In the basement of one of the country's leading medical schools, Dr. Edward Jessup, candidate for a Nobel Prize, is conducting the most dangerous experiment in the history of science. And the subject of the experiment is himself.
0: Ask him what kind of an experience I can expect. States, that kind of shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Here we go. Oh, my God. Kerry. It is Kerry. Well, that's, uh, there we go. I can't see what is <laughs> it's being done
1: to me. In my mind, only pain. All the memories are great. Victimized.
0: Angriest vocal delivery we've got from Tom so far. He's absolutely fucking furious. His voice just sounds on the point of cracking all the way through. He sounds fucking demented, Doc. I love it.
2: It's got... um, There are are so very, very few bands who can pull this off at all, even for one song. Um, I actually passed this track on to you because it's something else I've been listening to this week. Yeah. Um, and it's Air Lord of the Deep by Berzo. To me, sounds like someone's bored a hole in the skull of a madman and stuck a quarter-inch guitar lead straight into their brain, and that's that's the noise you would hear. Sure, yeah. Um, it, it always sounds like the inside of a badly disturbed brain.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and this is it. It, do, it doesn't sound identical. It doesn't sound the same at all. But it, it's got that same quality to it, except this sounds angry instead of yeah. just insane.
0: Yeah. I, I, I tell you what, as well. For the I think for the first time, with, with the exception of the first track. I'm really kind of digging uh, uh, Bostov's drumming here. He's got he's going fucking wild behind, behind all the drone in and Tom's fury. Paul's just fucking kicking off, man. It's great.
2: Well, um, drummers love drones because I mean, uh, very often um, if a track's got drones in it. Um, it's just a real opportunity for the drummer to provide most of the lyricism and most of the dynamics. But well, it's space, isn't it? It gives the drummer space, basically,
0: to work in, you know, yes. it, 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 you know, just there, there's room in that kind of aural spectrum for the drummer to plug the gap.
2: Well, it, it's almost like the drummer and the guitarist get to trade places, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, you're right, man.
2: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, um, instead of Instead of the drummer going boom tish 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 boom tish 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 tish, while the guitarist improvises and solos over the top of it, then you 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 get a complete reversal of roles. Yeah, yeah. Doc, let's press on.
0: Solo, doc. Before we get into, before we transition into the next phase of the track, that's got to be Jeff, hasn't it? Ooh, there were two solos there, doc. Are there now, there were two there. There was a transition moment. It started with Kerry, and it ended with Jeff. So the the, the
2: bendy bluesy part that was Kerry in this track. That's Kerry,
0: man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, this is just more evidence, oh, wow. isn't it? That that, that that you know they are they are just becoming so kind of. Switchable, interchangeable, telepathic—you know, obviously teaching each other their fucking tricks. Yeah. And now we can't tell them apart, man. Here we go. Yeah. I do like it when Tom does a bit of a spoken, spoken word.
2: He's got a really nice speaking voice.
0: Yes, yeah, he, he's a lovely man. If, 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 if you get chance, just go, just go to go on to YouTube and and check out some Tom Araya interviews because he's such a lovely, lovely man. It's just it, it, it's a delight to listen to him talk. <laughs> That's track five from Divine Intervention, the title track. Divine Intervention. I'll let the uh, I'll let the feedback ring out ring out there for you, Doc, because I know you you look you fucking love a bit of feedback, don't you, mate?
2: I think drones and feedback in the same track. I mean, it, it, it's it's difficult to make me happier now, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I think
2: this track.
0: You know, we're not surprised, are we, when Slayer kind of go into new territories when they demonstrate new techniques when they give us something they've never done before. And, and they've just gone and done it again, haven't they, Doc? Uh,
2: what I love about Slayer is they, when they do something new, Slayer trace ch- chase trends on occasion, but they're always very confessional about it. They, they always make it very obvious what they're doing, if they're kind of doing a song in the style of some of the band. Yeah. When they yeah. progress under their own steam it never sounds forced it never sounds tail chasing or trend chasing Mm -hmm. um and it always sounds uniquely slayer um i mean the opening of the track is kind of the the for doing something like that i i know it's an old thing for me to say but it's when the levee breaks by led zeppelin
0: I'm not familiar by name, but I guess I know if I
2: hear it. Yeah, you will, and I mean, yeah. there's there's no way Slayer were not familiar with it. Of course, there's uh-huh. no way they were not familiar with it. Mm. Um, and not that this track sound, sounds anything like that, and it does something different, and then mm. it does something different again, and then you've, you've you've now like got the the two solo players, um, and I'm going to say something like. Borderline heretical or borderline blasphemous, um, they're kind of at Miles and Coltrane level. The the, the the way they play together and the way they can understand, like anticipate each other's moves, and uh, pastiches each other's styles.
0: Um, can you can you explain that reference stuff, Miles and Col- Miles and, Col- and Coltrane.
2: Um, Miles Davis and John Coltrane. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. like the candidates for uh, I mean. Yeah, candidates for the best combination of solo players um, in music ever.
0: And this, this is kind of kind of hardcore jazz, isn't it? Is, is is there a specific track that people
2: might want to listen to? Um, take a look at um, the album to go to, I would say, um, and it's it's compiled lots of different times. Just look for anything by Miles Davis Quintet. Um, from sort of about the years 1957 to about 1961. (laughs) just pick, any, pick up any of the millions of, of, of compilations called like Miles and Coltrane or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and there's, there's a good reason why they're regarded as, it's regarded as the, the best quintet in the history of music and the two best solo players in the history of music. Sure. Because, um, I mean, you you can sense, you can literally sense when they're going through prickly patches in their personal relationships and they fight with each other. Mm. um and then you can spot the points where they're absolutely on point with each other and um, that it's 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 just delightful to listen to um and did, here, did, did we ever fall out doc when we, when we were playing in the band for that
0: three or four year period i can't, I can't remember us ever having a crossword to be honest
2: no because we had completely different roles i mean neither, neither of us were, were, were sort of neither of us were competing for the job of being the star soloist yeah um crucially there was never any money involved to speak of Uh um and in my experience whatever whatever people say about personal problems um whatever people say about creative differences it's mostly money yeah Mm -hmm. um where or put another way Money heals a very great deal, or a very yeah. great many personal problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and and thirty 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 quid for a show didn't didn't really rankle the didn't really ruffle the feathers, did
2: it? No. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, um, neither of us took hard drugs either. No. And um, you know, um, heroin doesn't make doesn't make good friends now, does it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, Doc, so,
0: I think this is yeah. just a sensational song. Have you, have, you, have you got any kind of clarifying thoughts before we move into the into the wordage?
2: Um, except just like to form pitifully and, and, and foam at the mouth in grandiose admirer. I, I, I can do more of that if you want, but it, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Let's get on with the words.
0: Welcome to part three of the show, which we call Evil Spirit. We're chuckling because the doc has just been massively sexist, but we won't reveal it here. It's okay. Here, we're going (laughs) to read through and dissect the lyrics. But Tommy's generally... What's he doing, doc? Uh,
2: Barking in our general
0: direction, I think. Barking in our general direction. Um, We've got quite a few to get through, actually. I'm going to kind of... um, I'm going to pass this into... Instead of four lines we're going to do it as eight lines at a time uh, just just for reasons of brevity i suppose but uh, fear not listener it will not um affect the analysis i don't think i'll start now. Oh, Awaken in a web like hell. How did I reach this place? Why are they haunting me? I cannot look at God's face. Paralysing, brilliant light, trying to run. Want to scream but cannot speak. I cannot look at God's
2: face. This is potent stuff, isn't it? It's So Slayer going into this kind of territory... Um, what well, shit gets deep, yeah, um, is neither new nor surprising.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we've passed comment many times before <clears throat> um, that as their career progresses, Slayer get less and less fantastic and more and more mundane, mm-hmm. and more and more prosaic. Um, which is this? I mean, this this is sort of one of those classic songs very slow cosmology because it has a spiritual dimension to insanity, isn't
0: it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I, for me, there's two ways to look at this stock. What one is the like, fantastical religion kind of uh, religio centered um, kind of the- theological uh, perspective. And the other is the more prosaic or, or be incredibly dark and h- horrifying prosaicness. Um, so, Either this either this is the tale of somebody that's been kind of sucked down in, into hell in some way and has been tormented by some kind of fucking demon, or it's somebody who's been kind of taken captive, prisoner, presumably um, by some kind of, kind of deviant, sadomasochistic motherfucker Who's had them kind of strapped to I don't know like in a room, strapped to a bed, or you know, strapped to a fucking rail, whatever, um, for a long, long time, and 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 this person has become their god. It's like Stockholm syndrome, effectively. It's one of those one of those two things to me, Doc. Um,
2: that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I the first part of it I took to be the same as you. Mm-hmm. Um, and my next question was going to be because you know and I don't is 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 this a particular catholic conception of hell mm-hmm. um, the second part I, I i agree with you about for a long time i assume it was just someone who'd been institutionalized for a long time
0: well, I mean, I mean, that's a possibility too doc yeah, um, well, I, I hadn't thought of that but now that you've verbalized that yeah yeah that, that yeah tot- I'm, I'm with you yeah
2: um that phrase in a web like hell um Web is a, 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 this, this is possibly where you were extrapolating from because it, it's, um, it has the inference of a, a, a trap set by a predator.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, but you because instantly you think spider, don't you? You know,
2: web that's a spider, um, yeah. But you also think, um, and the, the reason I think we're, we're, we're both vibing off this thing of for a long time is um, spiders obviously keep their captive prey alive, yeah. Um, in i i don't quite know for how long but um a a significant amount of time Mm -hmm. um if they have a particularly good run on hunting they they they'll, they'll store stuff up for um for a long time um and i i think we're we're both inferring subtly different things let's move on Blind my eyes, I can't see what is being done to me. In my mind, only pain, all the memories are drained. Victimised specimen, deathless torture, void with no mercy. Black shroud binds those who see.
0: Blind, not um, blinds, not binds. Uh, on, 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 on my lyrics anyway, but you tell me if you've got something different.
2: Um, right, Am I the only person who's ever thought that this particular verse, it's either an explicit reference to or drawing from the same material as the legend you won by Metallica?
1: You never know what has happened to him. Had I not been sure of this, I would not have permitted him to live. Where father? I need more. What is democracy? What is democracy? It's got something to do with young men killing each other, When it comes my
0: Although, now that is a, that, that's a film that I've never seen. That's like a film from the from the 60s, I'm thinking.
2: Oh, the yeah. Johnny Get Your um, Gun, is that right? Johnny Got His Gun, if
1: I'm Johnny not mistaken. Johnny Got His Gun. It's been going on with us for a long time. Somebody once said that the history of a country is the history of its wars. Another man said that war is stupid, wasteful, vicious, and self-defeating. And the third man said, let's put an end to war. In 1914 began the most destructive war the world has ever known. A war to end all wars. Four years later, with a continent devastated and millions dead, it was over. The great struggle had ended. Dalton Trumbo's Johnny Got His Gun is not the story of the 80 million who have died, but of one man who survived. The story of a man who fought the war to end all wars. The war which would make the world safe for democracy. See it. It may change your life.
0: so yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen the film doc, so you know, as, as a massive fan of that track, it, it, it is shameful that I haven't actually taken the trouble to watch it.
2: But but I have not. Um, it's as you can probably imagine, it's difficult. Um, and it's not even terribly rewarding either. Um, right. It's just really fucking depressing. Dream. Um, and it, this thing, Black Shroud, Binds or Blinds, Those Who See. Um, the main character, um, whose interior monologue makes up just about all of the entire audio track of the film,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, has a sort of, um, obviously because it's it's a very small budget film and they couldn't do the makeup or the prostheses, um, has his face covered in a sort of black tent?
0: Yeah, but you, you see that in the um, in the video to the Metallica track because there are kind of oh. extracts from the movie in that video. Yeah. And in fact, they use uh, it, it, in in the video edit of that track, not the album edit. You know, they they, they do kind of overlay um, some audio from the movie. As I I must be honest, I prefer the. Um, the video version, rather than the the album version, because because I, th- I think that interlacing to contextualise what the track is about just 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 makes it much more much more dramatic, much more potent. Um,
2: no, I think it's very big-hearted of Metallica to like um, openly confess their source material as well. Of course,
0: yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it, it's on the sleeves, no doubt about it.
2: Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's. Uh... It's the opposite of not giving full credit, isn't
0: it? Mm. And this could not be more demonstrative.
2: Um, so uh, I just wanted to make a side note. Um, I I get as bored as anybody else, do, as, as anybody else does when um, people like can't leave the references to classic this or classic that. Um, you know, when... Oh, God, I, I, I was trying to read some commentary about... Um, one of Lucia Fulke's earlier films, earlier on this week, and the fuck will not stop prattling on about, this from Hitchcock, this from Hitchcock, the influences are, fuck off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because you perceive an influence, or just because you can't get over your fucking hero worship of this other person, doesn't mean everybody, you know, people have independent ideas, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,
0: oh, the, 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 the Listener. Whenever the doc mentions Hitchcock, he cannot help but go on a little fucking rant about him. It, it, it's most peculiar. Go on, doc. I love it. I
2: love it. It's, it, it. He kind of is like Metallica in that respect. Yeah. Um, people can't watch a movie that tries to be suspenseful. People can't, people can't even watch a movie um, with a murder in it or a mystery in it or some spies in it without bringing up fucking Hitchcock.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: David Fincher,
0: Doc. Let's get real here. David Fincher could not have made Seven without Hitchcock. Put the gun I down. saw
2: you with the box.
0: What was in the box?
1: Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. Seems that envy is my sin.
2: Oh, what's in the box? Not give me the what's gun. in the fucking box? Give me the gun. Oh, I'm sure he couldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm
0: just winding the doc up. I'm just winding him up.
2: You know, I, 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 there's, there's, there's no doubt FM would have now could not have made The Cabinet de doc, des Dr. Caligari without, the no. influ- without being influenced by Hitchcock. That's right. Um, I'm pretty sure um, everyone will agree with me that the influence of Hitchcock on La Revie de la Gare is absolutely obvious.
0: That's right. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with Doc, when you go off. When you go off on one, it really really chews me off. So um, let's get back to the lyrics. I Here we go. say
2: that because it's a passing reference I had in my mind. I'm not saying, Slayer, doing nothing but ripping off the last thing I'm saying, promised. Of course. Mm-hmm.
0: um Um, but to to go back to we've kind of got three theories on the go here haven't we it's the person that's been sucked into hell being tortured it's my first theory of the you know the the, the person that's been taken captive by some demented psychopath and then and then you threw the curveball in which which i love of you know being institutionalized basically and none of these lyrics contradict any of those theories do they
2: um, no, uh, and, and I've branched my theories now as well because mm-hmm. at the first sight I thought it was a mental institution, mm-hmm. and now I'm not convinced it isn't. You know, a, a, an institution for someone with effectively lock-in syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not. The, the timing doesn't quite work, um, but this is not too long after the last of the long-term PLO hostages were being returned from Palestine.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Would that be Terry Waite? Is he one of them?
2: Yeah. Uh, John McCarthy and Brian uh-huh. Keenan. Yeah. Um, and it turned out that they've been subjected to like years of sensory deprivation.
0: Which is funny, isn't it? Because I mentioned like being like handcuffed to a radiator, and that's, that's the right. One that, 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 that they've described, isn't it?
2: Yes. Uh-huh.
0: Um, so, so maybe kind of almost like by osmosis, I've kind of. Suck that, you know that. That somehow I've, I've kind of sucked that influence from this track, and 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 that memory's kind of bubbled up.
2: Yeah, because I mean it, that that was a little. The, those hostages were returned a little bit before that. I think that was sort of between ninety and ninety-two. Mm. Um, and very specifically, I think that Terry Wait was returned at, probably on Christmas Eve, and I want to say nineteen ninety.
0: Right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll chat on it if we're wrong.
2: Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, that's that's an, obvi- an, an obvious historical precedent for something like that and and, and sort of one that's recent enough as well. Um, we're not going to get any definitive conclusion. This is what this is about. So I mean, mm. let's let's carry on. Well, next four lines, because
0: then it's broken by a, by a solo. So it's like a nice little break point. violated naked before you I stand shattered shrine of flesh and bone god's piercing through my soul now i mean piercing or peering i don't, I can't decide you want
2: to say you want to say peering can can, can we just agree on peering it's better poetry
0: it, it's better poetry because you peer through something don't you you that, that, that's 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 a that that isn't you know that is a if you speak English as a first language Mr. Kerry King yeah. that is the co-location. Yeah. Um yes. you know so <clears throat> yeah God's peering through my soul piercing I think piercing my soul without the you know uh, without the um what's the fucking word man um oh well, through what is it grammatically um preposition um, without the preposition yeah, yeah. of through um piercing my soul or peering through it, it can't be both can
2: it no and i mean uh, mythologically god doesn't do a lot of piercing he's a, he, he does a lot of smiting and damning <laughs> uh, and burning yeah um, a, a, a turning people into pillars of salt yeah but i mean <laughs> I, I, I i don't recall god doing much piercing no uh, i, I mean so. um omniscient god who can see everything um you, if it's peering, you've got this sort of idea of, of, of God like e- abstractedly or distractedly just gazing absent mindedly in your direction
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and being able to see through your soul because he's God.
0: But peering, I don't know. The, the, I don't think that is absent-mindedly gazing. If you peer at something, doesn't that doesn't that doesn't that suggest like like a, like a sense of focus and
2: concentration? Or voyeurism
0: voyeurism too yeah
2: mm-hmm. people people uh, people peer through those slots in those pay-per-view stripper booths don't they
0: sure yeah yes we, 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 yes, yes I, I have done that doc yes yes it's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> but these words again do nothing to either kind of confirm or deny our theories i love that oh. shattered shrine of flesh and bone that's a great line here doc yeah um what you- I think, oh sorry, Doc. I think the naked before you I stand almost adds credence more to your theory about like these institu- insti- institutionalization, um, idea. Um, you know, that you know, t- t- this poor, wretched soul who's, who's been kind of sectioned, forgotten by society, and and and, the, and you know, these these motherfuckers that are meant to be looking after them are actually kind of cruel tormentors and um, like, like strip them naked and kind of them, spray them down with fucking hose pipes and stuff. I, I, I think that, that lends credence to your theory, Doc.
2: Yeah, um, that wasn't actually how I I I, I led that line I I, um, I read that line. Um in this context of shutter trying of flesh and bone, um I assumed naked to be um naked of flesh, not merely clothing. Mm-hmm.
0: Actually kind of
2: degloved, as it were. But not not, not just skinned or flayed or anything, but mm-hmm. um, like everything that everything that you might imagine protects your your soul or your heart mm-hmm. um, or your, your your essence from being on view as being removed. Sure. Um, what do you understand by the word shrine? Well, a shrine is some
0: um, how would I define a shrine? Well, it's a place. I
2: it's... May I go, and then you can comment. Go on, Doc. Um, my understanding of a shrine is that in pantheistic or, anim- or animistic or polytheistic religions, um, it's um, a place where a god or a spirit lives. mm mm-hmm. Um,
0: I I, I think from, like, a theological point of view, that's correct. But I think shrine can be more mundane than that. You know, I lost um, lost a cousin who was 22 22 years old to leukemia. And my grandma made the very strange decision to build a shrine to him in her back garden. It, it, It was one of the most morbid fucking morbid and maudlin and twisted fucking things i've ever seen man she was, she was i mean she's a very strange woman um so it, it was, so right so, yes you know, so i think that's a possibility as well
2: you're perfectly correct i haven't thought of this <laughs> um that's a Catholic conception. of. Um, in Catholic countries, it, I, I've seen them in Spain and Italy a lot. They, they, mm-hmm. they have um, shrines on particularly dangerous bends in the road, don't they? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I honestly, when I first read this, I was completely thinking of it in the Jewish or like Asian pagan sense of the word. Where a shrine is typically like a, a, a wooden box, where the god or the spirit is said to actually live.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
0: I think here, whether it's the uh, any of our three any of our three theories have been dragged to hell, and you know the, the, they are the focus of attention of this like, demonic force yeah so, so they're kind of shrine like you know b- b- because they are just without them they're, they're, there's this demon's activity it does not exist so there's like a sense of devotion to that person because this demon's pleasure is derived from the humiliation and suffering of this individual yeah so that's shrine like yeah. i think
2: Let's go on to the next verse because there's one word, just one in here, Mm -hmm. um, that might confuse us even more or might draw us to some sort of conclusion about what the song is actually about. Of my life, morbid pieces of reality, twisted personality, many faces yet faceless, familiar things give way to strange, no mercy, no reason, but pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, these are like, you can imagine these being written in faeces on the wall of a padded cell, can't you? Mm-hmm. It,
0: it, 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 it's that it, it's that thing i mentioned about uh, about that particular extract of the music yeah where, where i said it, it just sounds like somebody going fucking mad um I, I, and, the, and these words reflect that don't they and i think actually this verse kind of belies my idea of of, of like, You know, dragged into hell, into some kind of like demonic, demonic uh, existence. No, I discount that. Now, I I I think it is. I think it is either the psychopath or the institution. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Many faces, yet faceless.
0: Wow, Um, what a great line, by the way.
2: My my takeaway from that is the endless procession of doctors and inquisitive medical students, they bring round to have a look at you. They all start to look the same after a while.
0: I also think, you know, maybe they're all kind of wearing, I mean, of course these are fucking po- like post-COVID days we, we're living in. But this was <laughs> this was written many years before that. But but I, I would imagine that, you know, many of these doctors would have, would, you know, would have had like, surgical masks on and stuff. Many faces get yes. yeah, faceless. Oh. So, you know, you all look the same really
2: this was uh written in the days when um european politicians would would would, would crow arrogantly about how um, unlike in the middle east they'd never force their citizens to um to wear bags over their heads or
0: mm-hmm. yeah sure um, yeah, yeah. book um, yourself up, motherfucker thanks boris
2: yeah. yeah they'd never do anything like that mm-hmm. um so yeah you, you can imagine sort of like typical surgical geek with the um but very, very like Orthodox Islamic headdress, actually, if you think about it, mm-hmm. um, the sort of like the the rubber shower cap um, and the paper mask. And then <laughs> and only in films, I suspect, there's always those like watchmakers goggles that evil surgeons wear. Do you know the things I'm talking about? Of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: very cyberpunk, man. Or steampunk, um, even.
2: Yeah, and uh, the, the the films that do it best um, get the watchmaker's goggles where they have a different magnification for the left and right eye so the surgeon's left and right eye look different sizes ah, Have
0: you seen the colour of water, Doc?
2: The, the, no. the shape of water sir, The shape of water
0: If I told you about her the princess without voice what would I say?
2: And it, it's on my, it's on know, my kind it's of. It's not on my much watch list. It's on my. I should really watch that list. Yeah, but put 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 it on your put it on your must-watch list,
0: doc. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the, 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 that image just kind of. You know, the 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 thought of that image just brought that film to mind. Um, familiar things give way to strange. So. Again, I think this gives credence to your notion of the inst- institution, basically. So familiar, like your home, your family, your school, whatever, you know, your town, and then suddenly, be- 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 presumably, because you've done something bad, you know, you've you've been a- you've been a naughty boy or girl, you're now, you know, strapped to a fucking stretcher, being pumped full of fucking thorazine or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so the familiar things of your, of your past life give way to the strangeness of this new
2: environment, what do you think? Um, it's just what you're talking about. It's associated with, um, that is one of the things that's associated with the onset of PTSD. Um, and you've experienced this and so have I. It, it's, 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 it's reverse culture shock. And if you're far from home and missing it greatly, you're from a very cherished, very fetishized image of familiar things. Mm-hmm. And you get horribly disappointed when you get back and it's not like and it's not like that. Mm. Actually, the place hasn't changed one little bit, but you have.
0: I've got a nice got, I've got, I've got anecdote about this doc. Um, my, my my ex-partner, um, one of her friends is 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 a guy called Nicola. And he was in the, was in the french military and he and and he he did it like a, a three year kind of tour of duty in afghanistan
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he spoke to me in, in in with with great candor about how he came back and he was in the supermarket in 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 our little in our little town there were there were two the two, two, One called antamachi and one called casino um and he was in Casino and he was standing in front of the yoghurt and he was looking at the yoghurt and he was like watching all the people around him kind of getting the yoghurt, getting the ham, getting their sauces form whatever it happened to be. And he said inside him, he, he just felt this kind of fucking burning fury building up. And he had to leave the supermarket because he was so angry. He was angry with those people because their lives were so easy that they could just go to the supermarket and buy their fucking you know their fucking ham, their yogurt, their cheese. And he was angry with himself um because you know I don't know just just the, 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 he was angry with himself for being angry with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know that and I think this is kind of a familiar kind of soldier's tale, isn't it?
2: Um, yeah, and um, it's it's a familiar kind of stay-behind-us tale as well because you'll, mm-hmm. you'll often hear people talking about, well, um, we were the people who stayed here, we were the people who didn't go anywhere and we tried to keep things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and now suddenly we're being lumbered with the army's damaged goods. Yeah. We're being lumbered with these fucking stone killers that have been out doing God knows what to God knows who in the world. Reassimilation and the, the, the consequences of defamiliarization are hurtful and problematic, or can, can be hurtful and problematic on both sides. Sure, I think. Of course, yeah, it's true, Doc.
0: Four more lines. Here we go. Fatal subconscious control threshold of pain unfolds. Transfixed martyr saving race. Who am I to judge thy grace?
2: Oh, the question what, mark at the end what, of that just breaks my heart. Doc. One word. One. What the fuck does that word mean in the context of the song? What the martyr? No race. One more, Transfix uh, transit martyr
0: saving race, subconscious so control, threshold power transfix martyr saving race. Who am I to judge uh, like grace? Are, are you worried
2: about this, doc? I'm not worried about it. Well, not politically. Um, they, I'm I think human about, race. Well, I'm concerned about. Um, does it completely undo every idea we've had about the lyrics of the song so far? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just is is it about Jesus?
0: Transfix martyr, saving race, so saving the human race.
2: Yeah, I mean the the, this, the concept, martyr, the concept of, the, the, concept of the, the spilling of the it's it's the spilling. It's not Jesus's philosophy. Quite obviously, one of the parts of Christianity that is very very far from anything that I agree with. It's not Jesus's philosophy that's important. It's not that he taught good work that's important. It's not that he inspired people to charity and generosity that's important. It's the fact that he spilled that that his blood was spilled. That's the important bit. Are you suggesting, Doc? And now,
0: flicking back in my mind over some of these lyrics, this is all about the crucifixion, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. A divine intervention. Yes. Makes sense, doesn't it, Doc? Absolutely. Fucking hell!
2: Every single Doc. line is, is, is makes sense. Song,
0: is this the first time Slayer of actually, of actually, utterly kind of befuddled us until the last line of the fucking track?
2: And written a sympathetic song about Jesus.
0: <laughs> I can't look at God's face. So, so this is. Paralysing brilliant light. So, so This is kind of when he's kind of rising back up. I can't look at God's face because he feels kind of, I don't know, either ashamed or just awed by his father. What's has been done to me, the terrible torture that was bestowed upon him by the Romans, victimised specimen, black shroud, blind, naked before your eyes stand. Doc, it, it all makes sense, doesn't it? Do you yeah. Absolutely.
2: Have you have you just thought that Doc? Um, it was just it was that word. It was that that one word when we were reading through the lyrics together. And like, what's that word race doing here? <laughs> what, oh. what 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 kidnap victim or what person in an institution thinks that they're saving their race somehow? And and, and but then there's
0: there's still the judgment of God at the end. I think who am I to judge yes. by grace? Absolutely. So, so so Jesus is saying. You've done all this shit to me, or and my father's done all this shit to me, but who am I to fucking judge you basically? Yes. Doc, mind fucking blown. i th- I, I think you just cracked the code. I think you I think, <laughs> I, think I think you, along with Alan Turing, you're ignited for cracking the two most important codes <laughs> of the last hundred years, mate.
2: Well, i tell you what. This might be the first time we've shared a definitive conclusion about what a slayer song is actually really about. Whoa. I suggest um I suggest we indulge in a couple of minutes of mutual masturbation. And once we've brought each other off, then we move to the last five minutes of the episode. What do you say? Let's do that. Let's let's just go and wank each other senseless. Yeah. Welcome to part four
0: of the show. Here we're just going to give you our final thoughts and summations. Um before that, some details, uh, writing credits. Check this doc. Music by uh, Hanneman and King. No big surprise there, right? Um right. Lyrics. Hanneman, King, Araya, Bostov.
2: A real group effort, then.
0: What about that? Why don't they just say lyrics by Slayer? But here's, here's my big takeaway from that doc. Why have they given Paul Bostoff a writing credit and they never, ever gave Lombardo
2: one I, I mean I, I presume you weren't asking me that question and expecting me to have an answer
0: oh not really no, no, no just okay. speculation
2: really <laughs> yeah um, but the, the only time I've ever seen this done um, is when there's a musician who's kind of subcontracted from another band that have a deal with another label mm-hmm. um, Rick Wakeman never got a songwriting credit with Yes really? Um, yeah, well, because um, he was because of his contractual arrangements with a different record label, he was only ever a quote unquote subcontractor or session musician. And yes,
0: wow. Okay, yeah. And now he's subcontracted or session musician with Countdown, isn't he? I think. Um <laughs>
2: my goodness. Let's.
0: Um, could, let Let's look at setlist. According to setlist, this was played ninety five times a mere ninety five times. Putting it in 63rd position. First play, something called the Col Ballroom, Davenport, IA doc. Was it
2: Iowa?
0: Iowa or in, Indianapolis? Indiana. Indiana Indiana
2: should be IN,
0: I believe. Uh, oh, IA. So we, we're guessing Iowa. We'll chow time it if not. Uh, yeah. And that was on August the 5th, 1994. Uh, last play, Somewhere called Irving Plaza in New York on August the 6th, 1996. According to Loudwire, here's what they say they put Divine Intervention in 33rd place overall, pretty quite lofty actually for this album so far. Um, The longest track on Divine Intervention brings the album breakneck, breakneck pace to a halt with an ominous, murky, chugging riff over which Araya ponders via agonized screams how he came to face God. King and Hanneman shared the writing duties, feeding on atmosphere while even utilising clean toned guitar passages. Lyrically, it was a group effort with all four members flipping the script on the usual satanic and us against them mentality. Rather than I was right up from a, that, 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 that J.D. Joe Devante, whatever his name was, who really pissed me off last time, I think, um, yeah. with his nonsense. But there we go. In fact, I think. We're going to have a discussion about this guy in about in, in the next two or three episodes because this motherfucker should not have been reviewing this album. But anyway, we'll get to that in due course, Doc. Um,
2: final so I, when we got around to the Loudwire section, I expected it to be common knowledge that this that, that this that this was about Jesus, right? Um, and you know, I, I I thought we were both sort of going to end up having to sort of slightly apologetically face palm and go, uh, well, um, it seems like it took us two hours to work it out, but everyone else already knew. Why was that? Mm. Um, but no, it seems like they don't. Um, <laughs> um, I can still like sort of deride myself slightly because I I held the clue in my hand and I talked about it, um, that shattered shrine off flesh and bone. And I actually, I actually made explicit reference to the fact that I, sh- I, I, I always thought of a shrine as a vessel in which God could live, such as the Ark of the Covenant, or you know, maybe the Son of God, or something. The Son like of that. God,
0: the Messiah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
2: there's nothing quite like holding the uh, all of the clues to the uh, to the mystery in your hands and letting them slip through your fingers. Now, is there? Don't worry, Doc. We we got there in the
0: end. It doesn't matter. Um, it's it's only a shitty Slayer podcast, after all. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything anything you fail to say that you desperately want to unburden yourself with, lest you take it to your grave?
2: No. Um, I hope not self-satisfied, but I'm genuinely pleased that we managed to actually get to the bottom of what a text is about. Mm-hmm. I think really so. happy
0: about it. No, I, th- I, th- I think so, Doc. I, I think I, I think we can be quite definitive with this one, actually. Um yeah. Neither one of us knew it before we started reading the fucking lyrics, but by the end of it, I think I, I, I think we do have true um true agreement, don't we? Yeah, d- 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 absolute accord. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, Doc. Uh, Doc, the time has come, as it always mm. does. Um.
2: Are you ready to pronounce? I absolutely am, yes. Go on. Um, Nine swords out of ten. Nine swords out of ten. Nine liquescent
0: swords out of ten. It's a tough one for me, Doc, because I think I've been massively generous with this album. But I fucking love this album. Um, I don't it's all right.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If you'd have to mark papers from four superbly performing students,
0: yeah. And you which got you, another page, which, paper which, from a which fifth, I have done
2: in the past, and you get another paper from a fifth superbly performing student, do you mark them down because you've been no. too generous lately?
0: No, you don't, do you? No, you don't. No, no, no. no. you're quite right, Doc. It's yet another 10 mouldering schools out of 10. It's just fucking. I love this song so much. It, 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 it's heavy. It's epic. It's weird. It's scary. It's super fucking aggressive. It's got beautiful melody. Oh, Doc, this is just fucking Slayer on fucking fire, man. It's Divine invention, Doc. It's 10 modern schools out of 10. Stick that in your fucking pipe, Doc, and you could fucking smoke it all night long.
2: Now, is this three outstanding title tracks in a row i think this is isn't it yeah yeah um Ooh. raining blood South of heaven
0: i need to open hang on let me let me open uh, my let me open my database of doom intervention Hang let me let me open my spreadsheet of doom let, 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 let's see what's going on here because i think that's a really really interesting thing to note um listen up my computer is slow as shit at the moment so you're probably going to hear some countdown music About now. you count Metal Storm face the Slayer from Show No Mercy as a title track or not
2: it's clearly the lead track but there's no way in which it can be described as the title track is there okay
0: so Hello Waits um, you gave four and I gave eight uh, Rain in Blood you gave nine and I gave ten South of Heaven you gave eleven I <laughs> I gave 10 um season of the Abyss, we both gave 10. see i i, I think you're right doc yeah the, 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 you know i mean for me certainly this is uh yeah for me three in a row man it it it, it is just so good it it, it it's scary actually um
2: <sighs>
0: slayer man what are you gonna do what are you gonna do
2: um, well, I think we've worn each other out tonight, don't you?
0: You're right, Doc. I'm absolutely fucking knackered. I'm going to get up in about six hours to go and deliver lazy, fat bastards fucking shopping. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: would these be the same lazy, fat bastards who are the occasion of you having a job in the first place? Those
0: people. Correct. That's,
1: that's,
0: <laughs> that's, that's those guys. That's lazy fucking twats. <laughs> Doc, it's been a genuine pleasure um we'll be back next time um i think we're talking about track six i'd imagine um which if rumor is to be believed is called circle of beliefs you're gonna be there doc of course i am see you then man
2: night night